Today is Wednesday, October 20th. The title for our devotional is Jesus on Power. Yesterday, we took a brief look at how the muddy relationship between the church and the state started. History is fascinating and should warn us against repeating the same mistakes. But ultimately, Jesus' teaching on how we should relate to power and hold power carries the day for Christians. Jesus' teaching on how Christians should hold power in a couple of different places in the Gospels. First one, Mark 10, 35-45. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. <laughs> what a question, right? Uh, what do you want me to do for you? He asked. They replied, let one of us sit at your right and the other at your left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will drink the cup I drank and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. This request by James and John was for them to have the places of honor and prestige in the kingdom of God. As they were on their way to Jerusalem, as 1032 indicates, the disciples most likely thought that this was Jesus' big moment, the time that he would take power and sit on the throne of Israel, ushering in the kingdom era of the Messiah. This event brings about a bit of a disagreement amongst the disciples, perhaps because they have similar aspirations. Peter, most notably, would have been offended since he is the third of Jesus' three closest disciples. He could view James and John as trying to oust him here. Jesus takes their disagreement as an opportunity to teach on power and authority in this new community that he is starting. His teaching is simple. The way, of the, world, the, way the world views power and exercises power is not to be the way Jesus' followers view and exercise power. In fact, it is exactly the opposite of the world's view. To be great, as Jesus says in God's kingdom, is to be the servant and slave of all. It's completely upside down. This approach to power and greatness is rooted in none other than Jesus himself. He didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. This, of course, is pointing ahead to the cross. Through the cross, Jesus humbled himself, allowing the Father to lift him up, as James 4.10 tells us. He became obedient to death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, as Philippians 2.8-9 tells us. On Friday, we'll see how the Apostle Paul considers the cross to be the position of power for Jesus, which again is completely backwards. The cross in the Roman world was a sign of subjugation and Rome's way of displaying power. It was used as a deterrent to humiliate shame and remind citizens not to cross them. So Jesus flips the conversation on its head. Instead of arguing about who gets the places of honor and power, they should be discussing how they can better serve one another. So Christians are to approach, approach power from a posture of service. 
Genuine service to one another will preclude on its face any attempts to lord power over others and exercise heavy-handed authority. The church has often lost sight of this teaching over the years. That quote that we shared yesterday from Pope Gregory VII uh, illustrates how far the church had strayed from this teaching. The argument over the whether, whether the church or the state held more authority sounds awfully similar in nature to the brother's request to sit at Jesus' right and left. And I think Jesus' response would pretty much be the same. In our world today, we must be careful that our desire to have people in office or, quote, in the room where it happens, that is close in close proximity to power, is not another iteration of grant that we may sit at your right and left. The acquisition of power or proximity to power is not to be the aim of Jesus' followers. Instead, we must aim at serving others. If God so chooses to elevate us to a position of power or influence, our motive remains unchanged, service to others. There is indeed a virtuous expression of having power, using your power and position to love and serve others. But this easily becomes distorted, as one believes he is serving others, when in fact he is simply pursuing power for power's sake, or to satisfy his own ego. The self-deception here is subtle, yet utterly destructive for one's own soul, as well as the well-being of the people he holds influence over. Andy Crouch, in his book Culture Making, makes, he points to two of the most influential women in the world in their time, Princess Diana and Mother Teresa. Diana's influence and power was based in her royal position, which is literally impossible to attain for almost every other human being. Millions aspired to be like her, and of course, couldn't. On the other hand, Mother Teresa's influence was based in her self-sacrificial love, which literally every person could attain, but simply chooses not to. The Mother Teresa path to influence is the path for followers of Jesus, because it is the path of Jesus himself. For reflection time today, I invite you to just listen again to the words of Jesus and really let them sink in to your soul. You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So who is our model for power? Is it how the Gentiles rule and lord it over others and how their officials exercise authority over others? Or is it Jesus, the Son of Man, who did not come to be served but to serve? and to give his life as a ransom for many. Just as Jesus said, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. Go and do likewise.